0: holiday
1: new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves. He careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections.
2: So what's the next connection?
0: With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com.
2: All right. Guess what, everybody? PGA Golf is back in business, which means here at Stochastic, we're back in business. Yeah, we had a couple weeks off. We spent that time building out insane tools for other sports. I'm very proud to showcase that. But don't think for a second that swing season didn't mean that we would be back on the airwaves, and that's what we are here right now. Talk some strategy for the Fortnite Championship. Not the most prolific tournament in the world, but we're going to get after it. We're going to talk about strategies, builds, everything you guys need to know. I am Ben Razza. I am joined. We brought in the big guns. Mr. Eric Linquist, in his new setup, ready to take on the golf season. Sir, I know you love talking golf. I know that you're a California guy. You must feel good talking a little California golf to get the season started. Yeah, this
1: is kind of a fun tournament. Obviously, Max Homa has some success here. He's, yes. uh, he's, he's he's close friends with my best friend. So that's always kind of a, a fun deal that it's one person removed, gotten to spend some time and play some golf. He's pretty good at life and pretty good up there at Valencia Country Club. Uh, not too far away, uh, straight up the five. Just don't go at 4 p.m. Anyway, it's, uh, it's good to be back talking a little PGA, talking – uh, this fall swing is awesome. It's generally a pretty profitable time of year because you get, well, you don't get as much casual money, which isn't as fun, but you definitely get an opportunity to specialize your model for, for golf courses that you might be more familiar with than the field. So from a DFS angle, there's there's just like that history, that backlog that you have to, to kind of take from, whereas other people might be coming at it uh, with a new set of
2: eyes. It's definitely a good time of year. You get an opportunity to maybe back some people that you wouldn't normally play. And I talked about this over on the Odd Chopper Golf Channel just this morning. There are, they're going to be first-time winners. There's no doubt about it in these fields. So I just wanted to ask you, before we get into Silverado and we talk about, you know, the tiers, is there anything for swing season that you really do differently? You guys have been off, we see some new faces, or do you just kind of evaluate each tournament on its own merit? Oh, that's a tough question because it is. I think,
1: for me, I've had a lot of success adjusting to corn Ferry tour players in, in a pretty prominent way where I make pretty large stands on them early and I'm kind of willing to to go down with the ship now sometimes it's Steven Yeager and that ship is underground and there's nothing you can do about it because the fall swing what was that a year ago two years ago uh he definitely was not my favorite back uh by the end of that thing started to see some of that form show up uh from him later on but uh there are players that I think maybe you, myself, we're more keen to, because we're looking at the bottom of the barrel. And now the bottom of the barrel is like the middle of the barrel. The middle of the barrel is the top of the barrel. So it just has layers to it where I think you want to be, you want to be quick to adjust to certain things. But like, I'm looking at specific players and what I think their talent is going forward more than like any current form, because
2: nobody has current form. Nobody's played golf for a couple of weeks absolutely and that's just something that we kind of have to deal with we'll do the best we can with that we're gonna have to do some in you know make some educated guesses but that's what we're here for I see all the regulars in chat I know a lot of you are gonna be watching this not live you know in in the hours leading up to lock welcome appreciate you all hit that like button you guys know the drill let's build it up even in swing season let's move to Silverado I want to ask you two things of equal importance one you could talk about the course and two have you ever seen the movie Silverado
1: uh, I've never seen the movie. Who's in Silverado?
2: Ooh, you know, I had this discussion I think one year ago with Jeff Ulrich. Okay. Silverado is a great, great movie, western. Kevin Costner, Danny Glover, uh, other people. Really good movie. Put it interesting. on interesting. Well,
1: we'll throw that in there. In the meantime, uh, we're looking at Silverado. I like this golf course. I think it it brings a number of different types of players into the mix and i I do think that you know whether it was last year max homa chips in you have a three putt from gimme range there for danny willett pretty wild stuff but he's not won this event twice so in terms of uh course history and pedigree and overall everything max homa kind of dominates at this golf course but you're looking at some low low scoring i mean 72 hole record sitting around 262 so you're looking uh you know 20 plus under uh at times that it's going to get a little bit hairy uh with with some of these golf holes that you have set up here looking at the front the back nine you get the standard uh par fives you get back to back par well not back to back 16 and 18 uh a really easy stretch of finishing golf so i think it gets really exciting coming down to sunday knowing that there are four or five shot swings that exist out there, you know, somebody makes a bogey, somebody makes an eagle, it can really flip and 17 is a pretty easy golf hole as it is basically just, you know, driver, then you're hitting like a 40 50 yard pitch shot for a lot of these guys. So uh, I like the way that this golf course sets up, but brings a lot of different skill sets into play. I think that's my favorite part about it.
2: Yeah, definitely brings some skill sets into play. And again, I I think my theme is going to be it's giving some guys who don't have the highest win equity a real chance to to be in contention on Sunday, to battle mm-hmm. for wins on tour. And that's what I love about it. I think off the tee for me, if you just look historically at this tournament, it's certainly you can make a case that you want to do that. But I think it's going to be you mentioned a birdie fest. You got to score. You got to play pretty uh, consistent golf in terms of attack mode. And that's what we're going to be. I'm going to get to the top tier in just a second. But I listen, it's a golf show. We love golf. But you know what we both like? And Jordan Klein behind the glass, I'll speak for him. Big-time opportunities in the industry. And if you guys haven't heard, if you didn't watch the NFL shows, Owner's Box obviously has made a big splash. They were putting out big-time contests. I played over there along with almost all of us here at Stochastic. If you haven't played over there. One, they've got Superflex, which is just straight awesome. But two, what they are running right now in terms of the offers, you're getting that 500 bonus match on your first deposit. Again, that drip bonus really helps, gives you some extra funds in there. Not to mention, how about a free week of our NFL Sims Max plan? So if you're saying, man, I've seen all this talk about the Sims. I've seen everything going on here. I want to test that out. Well, how about go over, use the link below, sign up at Owner's Box, put in a minimum of $10, and you're going to get that free week. We will contact you. We'll get you set up. And that's in addition to everything else you've got going on there. You get to play at a site right now. There was some serious overlay there and I expect that to continue. So I just want to give them a shout out. I know you were over there in the, in the owner's box streets. You've been talking a lot about it as well.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic site, Uh, a place to go play where there is an overlay, which is a hard thing to find in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, You're looking at DraftKings FanDuel, everything sold out instantly. Uh, Sunday morning, you woke up, you were too late to sign up anywhere else. Sign up over at owner's box where there's actually extra money sitting in the pot for you getting an opportunity uh, again to run it back here in week two so uh if you're looking to put your funds anywhere obviously they are not in the golf streets but we're talking about them because we know you're playing other DFS sports and you might as well use the information everything that we have at your best and now the sims tool specifically for owners box you could blindly be heading over there putting together can- putting together your 10,000 lineup portfolio, being able to make a couple of stands that you might want to make yourself, hashtag player takes. And then you'll be able to use those lineups immediately over over at owner's box. That's what I did. That's what you guys
2: can do as well. So check it out here for week two. Definitely. And we support all that again, link below. Take advantage of that, but let's get to it. So top tier, Max Homa is going to be maybe in a tier of his own. It's very early. Our ownership will continue to update, but he's going to be really popular. I think we all know that. He's joined by Ryder Cup man, Justin Thomas. We've got Jaeger up there and Cam Davis is also north of 10. Pretty simple question. What do you do with Max Homa if he is 30, 40% something crazy like that? I think he's going to be. You don't think he's going to be that popular? I do. I just, it presents a, again, he's the defending champ. He's a great player. But when you're talking about that type with the unknown of swing season, I think there's a case to say, even if he's clearly the best player here, how much Homa do we really want in our lineups? So are you going to get over the field if that's the case?
1: I mean, you're kind of underselling the fact that he's won this event back-to-back years, 2021, yeah, 2022. Am. The guy goes out here and just puts it all together. He's been positive off the tee, off the approach, around the green, and with the putter. Seems like a recipe for success at any golf course, but it seems like this one is when he's just had some serious success on, and we're in the state of California where he's had the best record out of anybody besides maybe Tiger Woods in the last 25 years. And then you're talking about the opportunity for him to go out and and really make a statement before the Ryder Cup. He wants to be playing well. He wants to put himself into a spot where he can be on multiple sessions. Uh, He's just a player that fits a lot of different skill types. Now he struggled with his game pre 2020. You didn't see him play this golf course remotely as well as he's played the last two years, but I feel like that's where the long-term data for him. You just have to prioritize that. And then course history, it's never my favorite thing to just go and just slam, but it's undeniable if somebody's won a golf tournament back to back years that they aren't a fantastic play in good form. We saw him play a lot better towards the end of this season, getting himself, you know, in in a better place. Uh, and getting, and I, I just said that, you know, short term form isn't really a thing because the FedEx Cup feels like months ago, uh, nearly. You know, feels feels fairly long ago. But the Fortinet, he's still going to be geared up for it in a way because of the Ryder Cup implications. He's still going to be going out there trying to win, and he's the best player in this field by a mile.
2: So let me ask you this then, because if you do go to him, how reasonable do you think it is? I always like to ask this question: that you pair him with another ten K option. Do you envision having some teams that are maybe like Homa and JT, Homa and Cam Davis, where you're going to have you know seven and change for the remaining four spots? I'm probably not going to be playing JT
1: at all, so okay. There's that. Um, he's ten five, and I I think he. I think he's going to be feeling some pressure. Even if he puts himself into contention here, tries to make a statement or something of that nature, is his golf game in a place where we think that that's possible? I mean, we were sweating him at the Wyndham just trying to get into the top 70. And sure, even amongst this field, you talk about long-term form, he's been there. But like, I haven't seen a whole lot this entire season that would make me want to prioritize him over Thagala, over Eric Cole, over... Uh, I'm not going to go as far to say Bo Hostler and guys of that nature down there in the low nines, even though I do like Bo Hostler to a certain extent, another California kid. But I feel as though j t this is like a this is going to be a nerve-wracking spot if he puts himself into contention. And I know that that's an, again, more of a hashtag player take. But you look at some of our data here this week, and, you know, it's it's just feeling like a spot where j t just going to be a little bit overvalued because of name recognition because of what else is in this field. And I'm going to prioritize. He might be the one player that I just basically throw out everything that I think about long-term form. And I say, what has he done this season that makes me feel as though he's one of the best players in this field? I I don't have an answer for you because it's
2: not there. So kind of moving down a little, because again, you've got a couple guys in that upper 10k range, but you meant you alluded to some of these guys. Fiegel is here. Cole is here hostler is here jj spawn types they're the 9k range give or take a couple other names how confident are you i like to go the other direction now starting with one of those players and building a little more balanced
1: so i do like starting some of the builds now one thing i'm contemplating in single entry is just going Thagala and cole together because they kind of they mirror each other in a lot of ways they're both weak off the t but off the t Yeah, we've seen bombers go out and play here. We've seen short knockers play here. We've seen so many different skill types, but these skill types at least fit together in a way where the the, the pieces fit, where if that is the skill type off the tee, short or rough, uh, you know, it's not prioritized. They are the better approach game around the green putters. That combination of play... Uh, out of anybody else here in the field. Both of them well within the 30, top 35 in that regard over the course of this PGA Tour season uh, for approach around the green putting. You've got Eric Cole, one of the best putters on tour, fifth in strokes gain amongst this specific field in his last 50 tournament rounds. And then the Gala, all-around golf game, but the short game specifically, just another facet for him that, yeah, it's just kind of a different way to go about building it. So I'm disregarding the Cameron Davis up there at 10-1, Steven Yeager, I'll have a little bit uh, sprinkled in because Tita Green, he's number one amongst this field in the last 50 rounds, which is a wild fact because his calling card had been short game for the longest of times. So nice to see his ball striking really resoundingly show up amongst this field. But uh, the gala cole, really interesting combination, uh, interesting starting points where you're going to have more balanced lineups.
2: Yeah, and I'm always an advocate. Uh, I'll just second what you said about stacking up skill sets. I think it's even more important during Swing season doesn't mean all six guys have to be clones, but at the same time, if you have a couple guys that are weak off the tee together and then it's not as punishing off the tee, could be fine. Norin would be another guy in that bucket. He is at flat nine. I did bet him 55 to one. I bet Hostler as well. So there are a couple names there. Anything else in this kind of top tier that you want to mention before we move to the mid range and talk about those second and third options on each team? I don't want people to get misconstrued. I still think. Duh.
1: Justin Thomas has done way more than anybody else in this field. Him and Max Homa, they have pretty comparable resumes at this point in time. Wild to say that, but you know, Max Homa's had the better current form. But what I'm saying is that nothing over the course of the last one month, three month, six month, year sample size makes me feel confident that Justin Thomas has separated himself to such an extent that I need to force him in at 10-5. Would I be surprised if he went out and won this golf tournament? No, it's Justin Thomas, but... Because of what I expect to have happen, people who don't want to play HOMA just end up clicking on Justin Thomas. And you're looking at like a 40, 45% owned HOMA. And then you're going to see an extremely popular Justin Thomas who's overvalued, I believe, for what his game has been recently. I'm happier to just drop down to other players that I think are cheaper, give me an opportunity to put other better players into my lineups in that 8-7K range. And yeah, the opportunity cost isn't a whole lot because it already falls off a cliff sub 9K. I mean, we're looking at an 8900 Webb Simpson. Who's going to click on that this week? You know what I mean? It's like there's no opportunity cost to a certain extent, but that doesn't mean that there aren't players that I prioritize over Justin Thomas that exist in other ranges. So I'm probably just not going to be clicking on him at all.
2: Yeah, I mean and that's that's a a good stand to make if you want to leverage there. We'll see how popular right now. It's very early. He's not expected to be popular, but I do think name recognition might bump him up more and more. And then there's the age, age old game theory question. If everybody says that Max Homa is going to be chalk and nobody's playing JT, does the pendulum swing so, and people have to say, "Oh, yeah. I'll pivot to JT which makes him more popular?" It, there's always some of that as as we good uh, you know, work down. But I want to kind of ask you not about Webb Simpson, feel free, but there are some other more interesting names. Lucas A. Bear.
1: 2.8% owned for Webb Stop Simpson. With Webb I mean 8,900 Web Simpson. What are we doing here? He's 170th in the world now. The golf game is not anywhere there. I I that was like the one price that I looked at. I just
2: kind of laughed this week. Disturbing. Very disturbing. <laughs> uh Lucas A. Bear, I don't know what to do with him. Bhatia is the name I think most people are going to gravitate yeah. to. He he's exactly what you want in swing season. He's got the talent. He's young gun. Could he rack up a win? Justin Sue to a lesser extent I think fits that. Nick Hardy's going to be chalk. It looks like. Talk to me about your first impressions in the 8K range.
1: Yeah, I I I think Batia, He's been one of my guys. I I've been trying to be I've tried to be early on all of these like young phenom types, and it's generally gone pretty well. I mean, Bigola, It was nice to start off the season strong with him definitely soured on him but i'm right back there for this week just because of the pedigree what i feel like he is compared to the rest of this field and off the tee which is going to penalize you a lot when you play in the tour championship when you play in some of these other places i don't think it's going to penalize him nearly as badly uh being inaccurate off the tee in an event like this so i'm i'm pretty bullish there but uh getting back to batia he's just another one of those young phenom types. I do think that the putter, uh, if we can just spike a little bit of that, it, it seems as though it was coming around. And uh, now he's locked in, I believe, for for status. He won in Reno, no? Who,
2: Batia? Yeah, didn't he win in Reno? Yeah, I mean, what do they even call that? The Bar- Was it the Barracuda? Yeah, the Barracuda
1: Championship. I was going to say uh, it's yes. not showing
2: up in Cruncher as I'm clicking on the, it. but the, eight, the eighth major of the world. Yeah, he won the Barracuda <laughs> over Patrick Rogers. Thank Obviously,
1: you. Yeah, because... choke choke job. I'm sure you bet Patrick Rogers yeah, like everybody it. else, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had Bhatia, but I love you.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I I didn't mean to throw that in there. That was really unnecessary. Way Patrick to go! Rogers, like the one shooter, win I job. had in like the last three months, uh, four months after you know out kicking my coverage at the beginning of the season. Shout out Sam Burns at the match play. But Akshay Bhatia, 8700, really like that. I'm gravitating towards Ches Revi though, and okay. maybe this is just kind of you know what it is. The guy hits it under 290. Uh, that's never going to be what he does. But this is kind of a, a little bit of a tactician course and a bomber course at the same time. And I mean, the ultimate tactician, Ches Review, where again he fits the Eric Cole and the the Gala type skill set. First in strokes again approach amongst this field. The around the green game, been a little bit brutal, but again, a really good putter of the golf ball goes out and scores it. Uh, does everything well except for bombs it. he does not bomb it in any way shape or form the exact antithesis of it but i i find myself clicking on ches revy more than i should mainly cuz taylor montgomery sucks uh mark hubbard i don't really know what to do with him he fill, fills that skill set but i do think he's going to end up a little bit more popular been hearing his name more and more and more on the twitters i've seeing cards with mark hubbard on it i I don't know, 6% for him and 7.2% Taylor Montgomery. Something tells me you could see all of that funnel towards Hubbard.
2: Yeah, so Hubbard, the, you you mentioned it right there. He definitely fits the same skill set as like a Ches. Really good ball striking, certainly not a bomber off the tee. He bleeds. Uh And the putter's been better, so I get it. I, I'm more with you, though. I think he's a fine play. I'd like to maybe mirror the field a little over. <laughs> Doug Gim rounds out oh, the yeah. range flat oh, eight. Yeah. We know what's going on here. He's uh, <laughs> last last time out at Wyndham, lost nine strokes putting. Very typical because he gained 10 strokes tee to green. That's good for 51st. We know it's the putter with him. What what do we do? Do we buy on the talent? Or is yes. this like, we, yeah, okay. Auto click. Auto click. Doug auto-click. Gim. Auto click.
1: Auto click. Him and Kevin Streelman. Uh, part of the reason that I'm not getting to upper nines, lower nines uh, you know, as much, I I mean, Bo Hostler is one of my guys, but guys now 9,300 with a very glaring, obvious weakness with the irons. And that is never what I want to have in like a scoring fest. Mark Hubbard, the exact opposite, you know, sitting there 8,300, he's he's second in strokes approach. But if everybody's going to be flooding to him, like I'm kind of expecting them to. I want to get to Doug Gim. I want to get to a Kevin And These lower 8Ks, they're going to be more popular, but at least I can fit in different kinds of builds and get the skill set type builds that I want to be getting to. Um, I, I'm just curious what you think about Doug Gim because this is generally your guy, and he had been positive with the putter in four consecutive before losing nine with it. Never bad to hit the reset button. Never bad to take a couple weeks off and just be like, you know what, you go to timeout putter, get something else in the bag. Get some good juju because we know that ball striking, it's going to show up almost every week for him.
2: Yeah, I think for DFS, he's completely fine. He's made eight of nine cuts. Uh, The win equity for him, I don't think is as high as I would like it. He's, He's really failed to put it together for 72 holes. I mean, like I said, he's made eight of nine cuts. And within that, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six inside the top 30 and zero top 10s. He's just, like, peppering 22nd, 18th, 9th, like, which is great for DFS. It's not going to hurt you. But he he really hasn't come in second, runner-up, then miscut cut, some of the more erratic showing. So I'm very comfortable with him in my lineups. You mentioned Strelman, and now it, it kind of opens up the second half of the mid range with the 7s. You know, your boy Eckrode is here. Bez uh-huh. is here. Pendrith. Higo, I think, is a pretty interesting build if you take the opposite with off the tee, you know, heavy. What do you make of kind of those upper sevens? Austin
1: Ekro was a print fest for me in the top 20 market on my Lindy's video on everything over the course of the entire summer. I got a little bit cocky and started putting him to go win outright on stuff.
0: holiday
1: and you know what happens he misses three of his last four cuts the rocket mortgage the 3m the Wyndham golf tournaments that i thought he was set up perfect for i don't know what to do with him this week i obviously think that long-term form if i'm looking at that and prioritizing who i think these players are going to be i have to be clicking on my guy austin Eckro. but davis thompson i think this is a player that i want to get a lot of just above him here he was an absolute stud, I believe, out of Georgia. Once upon a time, He's played on a lot of tournament golf, played in a lot of majors, even just because of his amateur pedigree. But I think Davis Thompson's a player at seventy nine hundred that uh, I'm pretty darn interested in. What eleven point six percent ownership in our in our run there, and Austin yeah. at seven point nine percent. I'm looking a lot of other places here too. Seems like they have those flip flop to a certain extent. Um, actually, no, Davis Thompson's pretty popular everywhere. Austin Eckroat's a little bit more popular as well across the industry. So I'm probably going to be falling into some Davis Thompson for sure. Austin Ekro, TBD. He is one of my guys. feel like I have to click on him by default, but I want to ask you about Bez because this is your dude. And now uh-huh. we get to just play whomever. He has kind of that same like, hey, I've sucked for the last, what, three months, two and a half months. But now you're playing this weaker field event and we've seen him put up top 20s at the RBC Heritage, which was a stacked event this season. Uh, The Valero Texas Open, players, he had a 13th. None of these really equate to anything, but you go to like Joburg Open uh, on the the DP World Tour, stuff like that. Bessie just feels like a guy that plays well when the fields are weaker, and I kind of find myself wanting to click on the name if you give me the approval.
2: Well, I mean, I, I obviously... Bez, if you take any sort of 2023 short-term form, is not playable north of 10%. He's been awful. There's no doubt about it. But if you zoom out, Bez is a player. I I don't care what anyone says. He's done it for a long time. Maybe not had the success on the PGA Tour that I would have hoped. uh, But at the same time, he's got experience, certainly in Europe. This is a guy that almost won in 2022 at John Deere. Elite putter. He's just got to fix uh, the ball striking right now. It has been very weak. To close, you want to go hard reset. I think that's totally reasonable. If you want to go, I want my guys to have been playing well at twenty twenty three. You're not going to get to Bez. I'm certainly going to be choosing the hard reset. Sprinkle him in. He's not the priority in the range, but we got we got to live a little, right? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, the opportunity cost isn't huge because it's right. I'm not in love with like Chesson Hadley. I think is fine, but at fifteen percent, I'm not running to the window. Sam Ryder and Dylan Wu are both north of 15% right now. Again, yeah. this can and will change, but I don't think those are elite plays, even if I'm comfortable with them.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, what are we doing? Hendrith, um, this is This is just such a fantastic event because there's going to be so much game theory that we're able to play. Uh, we're gonna get some of it wrong too, because it is gonna be so hard during the down season. It's amazing to me how good our ownership projections have been for the majors, for you know, throughout the entire FedEx Cup playoffs. There are a lot of even in you know just 30 golfers. There's going to be some type of a a, a range where you think it might get a little bit crazy on one side of it. Our ownership was like spot on, but I do think it's going to be very very hard to predict where it's going to land because there's guys with name recognition, Austin Eckrow, sitting next to a Taylor Pendrith who I do think goes a little bit un, uh, underlooked. Garak Kago's pulling some ownership like crazy right now, and that's generally one of my guys. But do I want to click on him just because he's been the best short-term, uh, or you know, uh, he's had the best current form out of these other guys? I don't think so. I, I don't want to be playing him at 15% because I know what that volatility and what the flip side of it looks like. So I'm going to be playing a lot of game theory probably in this range, even though uh, it breaks my heart to see uh, to see Higo and, and guys of that nature getting steamed.
2: Yeah, and I think that's just kind of, there is a, a little like group think of it, swing season. You know, everyone kind of consolidates around the same information. We're all flying blind. And that's why these tools are so important. I'll give a quick shout out to them. I know, let's be honest, football is ruling right now. Uh, NBA will be here soon. But if you want to get these Sims tools, if you want to get our lineup generator, the links are below. And honestly, it's not the worst thing in the world to test them out during swing season. So when January comes around, you've got some experience. Maybe you grind up the bankroll a little bit with them. Uh, no reason not to. Again, everything you need is in the link in the descriptions of these videos. Doesn't mean you need to sign up for everything, but you should at least check out what we've got going on and save yourself some money when you do. But let's keep working down now mm-hmm. uh, to the salary savers because we're going to build some lineups before we get out of here. We're going to give a hot take before we get out of here. But I do want to talk about the lower 7K range and in the upper 6K range as last men in bottom of your lineups who who's standing out for you i see ct pan and novak is here Lipsky, i'm just so many names so many options
1: yeah callum Terran, the englishman is somebody that's showing up a lot for me at 7300 okay. uh he goes into the more of the bomber category he just smacks it but Camp uh cut. there's definitely going to be some missed cut equity there 11 out of 29 cuts i think on the entire season that's not ideal but uh, I'm still going to find myself into some of him because of what I think that upside looks like, uh, the approach has been pretty positive as well, but yeah, off the tee going to be kind of a, a contrarian piece of, you know, some of these more iron heavy putter heavy builds that it seems like I'm gravitating to the most Will Gordon. Also, I don't know what happened to the golf game here. Missed three of his last four cuts, got himself over to the Genesis Scottish open, put up a 25th there to at least salvage some kind of a year they're 18th at the RBC Canadian but I feel like Will Gordon's been one of the more disappointing players out of players that I thought could maybe make a step uh he has definitely regressed but long-term form looking at, at what he could be I find myself wanting to invest in a little bit of Will Gordon is there anybody that like you feel like you need to prioritize though like Matt Neesmith I think is probably the best out of the grouping but of the low sevens but i'm i'm not really getting to that because i do think he'll end up getting a little bit more popular carson young showing up a little bit for me i know he's grading out decently projection wise for us but do you have anything that you feel confident
2: in confident is probably a stretch i'll say that grayson sig to me has really made strides he's made five of six cuts well-rounded game i don't see any reason why this course would be bad for him he's proven in swing season that he can get it done he was ninth at sanderson farms last year during swing season I think his 2023 will look better than his 2022, which wasn't all that bad. Or you want to say 2024 to 20 whatever the hell it's called. This season <laughs> will be better than last season. I like him in the mid range at 74. I'm not going to call him a you know a plug and play because he's not. But yeah, I think he's a name that I, I get over the field with.
1: Okay. Um. Well, let's get to upper sixes where I have a name who is 0.1 percent owned and I'm in love. 0.1 percent owned. Yep.
2: Okay. Yep. Let's, well, that seems, a, I, I want to hear about this, but I have to, yeah. I have to just ask you, is there a world where you play EVR?
1: Yeah, there, there's definitely is. Is Maybe. it, is it this world? Speaking of the Barracuda, the, the Barracuda's are. greatest performer of all time. Uh, that's yeah, another guy still who just
2: hanging there. wins when it's not helpful.
1: Also, do you know where he went to college? Because my parents love, Minnesota. love sighting. He did, good for you. My parents love sighting uh evr they're like oh evr is playing well i'm like he shoots like 67 first round of you know the, who gives he's a fuck open the and then yeah Good for him yeah my parents love that he's a golden gopher it's disgusting
2: well he he's here i'll just give him that much. he has a pulse uh, talk to me now about we're getting it might be a creative player uh who, who are we talking about in the sixes tell me preston Summerhays. Preston Summerhays. We I'm going to have north of about 20% of him. Oh, okay. So, did somebody bring him up? I think there was a little so, I don't He's know. You got to say Summer...
1: Preston. Ryan Schiller. Way to go, dude. Knows. We Look got at smartest. that.
2: Our, All right. Chats, so, they know.
1: Uh, again, maybe I'm just, maybe it's like one of those things where if I play with somebody and I see it, <laughs> I'm early to the party. That's what I did with the gala. That's what I'm doing with Preston Summerhays. Preston Summerhays is it. He just, he is. An absolute stud. Arizona State kid, plays, you know, uh, Southern California. He is just an absolute monster. This kid is so good. Just got done playing the Curtis Cup, or the Walker Cup, excuse me, overseas. Uh, Played on the U.S. team that just took down Great Britain and Ireland. I'm just letting you know, when you see it in person, Preston Summerhays is as impressive of of a young player, as like a 16, 17-year-old, as I've ever personally played with and seen. And now he's just continued to ascend and outperform everything that I already expected for him at the amateur level. You know what happens eventually is that shows up at the professional level. And so Preston Summerhays, I know it's not the, the glossiest thing, considering he has, what, two events, both missed cuts sitting in the box score, but through are a U.S. Open and a 3M, his first time out on the PGA Tour. So, like, I'm just saying from a talent perspective – if we are talking about Preston Summer Hayes, a year from now, three years from now, he is going to be better and priced in the nine k's. Like that, just I know for a fact that is the case. Now, does he break out here and have a top ten? Because that's what you need. I I don't know, but he's point 0.1%. and it was the first thing that I noticed when I got down to the six k range if you had Stuart Hagestad in this field, if you had, you know, players of that nature that we at least know who they are, Southern California guy, played in Walker Cups, played on, you know, uh, played multiple majors, has competed at a high level, you would see him gain some ownership. So I'm pretty positive Preston in the at 0.1%. Wild to say that this is like my stand of the week, but like at 0.1%, I'm going to take this shot
2: every single time. Yeah, I mean, listen, I- I've advocated not the, I'm not advocating for Preston Summerhays because I don't know who that is. Uh, But I have said for a long time, when you talk about these type of guys with no data, they're they're some of the only players in the field where we don't know. And that's a good thing. Preston Mm -hmm. Summerhays might not be a professional level player in years. We might find out he doesn't have it. He also could just be amazing. And we're going to look back and say, can you believe he was in the 6K range at one point? I remember when Rom came up I remember when many guys came up and there was a a window that if you bought, you got paid off. And I remember plenty of other guys where it went the other direction. So I I think those are worthwhile stands Mm -hmm. and the beauty of it, as you mentioned, you don't need 60% of this guy, any, any will do in your portfolio. You're getting over the field Uh, and the opportunity cost is low because what else is around him? Trevor Cohn, Chapel, Malnati. Like these are the guys I've looked at and I don't feel great about any of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's missed five cuts in the five that he's played on the PGA Tour over the course of his entire career. Uh, What, 0 for 8 in in a certain extent? But, like, we've seen it now at the college level for him. Makes himself, uh, he's one of the best players in the country. Goes over to a Walker Cup. Solidified. Did the deal there. I don't don't know. Maybe this is just me being a little bit biased. And I know that he originally is a Utah kid, but has come out to Southern California, played with him in Scottsdale, uh, I just like the golf game. I like the demeanor. Again, sixty eight hundred. There's not a lot that can go wrong. But it, as a twenty one year old, there's not a lot of guys on planet Earth who have a better golf game than him. He's like one of five. Like there's, he is such a limited skill set. Like he's he's incredible. He's going to be very very good. Probably misses a cut more times than he doesn't. But again, point one percent. I'm I'm just going to jam.
2: Right, like we'll get percent. We'll we remember, I'm going to mental note this. If this guy becomes good, we'll be clipping these. Bet him
1: to make a cut. Just bet him to make the okay. cut. And then that's probably the best way to handle it rather than doing action. what I'm
2: doing. Again, yeah. you've, got the, you've got those opportunities in the markets. It's actually a perfect time. <laughs> perfect. You led me. I did want to mention real quick, Jordan, if we can, uh, Caesar Sportsbook. If you do have, <laughs> if you're in a state where you're able to do those things, Caesar Sportsbook right now, I've been talking about this a lot on the Odd Chopper channel, but for anyone who maybe doesn't go over there often, Caesars has something a deal right now where if you sign up and bet 50 bucks, they give you $250 in bonus bets. They give you a $50 bonus bet once a week for five weeks. It's actually pretty cool. Each week you're greeted with that $50 bonus bet uh, over there. So if you're in a state that has Caesars, not the worst idea to pad the bankroll. You got to be 21 plus. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But that could be the perfect type of thing. If you want to take a shot with a guy like that, you bet them over there and then you've got bonus bets coming back for you. Not the worst idea in the world. Last question before we build, how low are you willing to go? Do you see the need to go into the lower sixes? Or do you say, with lack of win equity up top, I'm fine landing in the low sevens, upper sixes? I mean, there's guys
1: that I see down here that I'm like, okay, let's be early to the party, potentially on a Hayden Springer, who found a little something towards the end, but like uh, Kyle Westmoreland is a name that we've seen here and there. Oh, man. I, I know, I know. There, there were glimpses. There was like one good round at Torrey Pines once upon a time, but I I don't see anything that you absolutely need to have. Echevarria probably falls into that category of like talented young players, but like, God, there are a lot of missed cuts at nothing events, barracudas and things of that nature. So hasn't really, hasn't really panned out for him. I'm probably keeping it above 6,500, but you know, Harry Higgs sits there at 6,600 you have uh Trevor Cohn coming off of a disappointing rookie season but you know played pretty well in some of the weaker events throughout the season T- uh T3 at the at the um at the Barbasol that was kind of the main one you kind of needed in that week which is a weird thing to say but 6500 and up I'm probably just keeping it there.
2: I agree. I just I don't see the need to really dip. It's not to say there aren't names but you you're trying to make a hero call when everyone between 65 and 7k for the most part is going to be relatively unowned as well you don't need you're not really taking crazy leverage one other part to that is
1: that you have to get the rest of your lineup right too right and that's and it's so variable above it so like play better players and not try to get the guy again i'm I'm saying that knowing full well that i'm playing a 6800 summer haze but like He's 6,800, whereas there are professional golfers lower than him. And it, I I just think that the skill set is just very obviously there for a guy. I mean, you're talking amateur golfers are so much more prepared to come out and compete now than what they were even 15, 20 years ago. I mean, Tiger Woods going into the Milwaukee Open for his debut, like you didn't compete right out of the gate or anything, but there's going to be some fumbling around. You're, you're figuring it out. You know, the, the outliers of Phil Mickelson winning as an amateur things of that nature. Like these guys are more apt to compete on every event that they show up at nowadays than what they were, you know, 20, 25 years ago outside of those outliers. So uh, yeah, 6,800 and up probably going to be a majority of where I go, but yeah, you could find a couple of guys down there if you absolutely need it, but good luck getting the rest of your lineup right too.
2: Yeah, obviously it comes to the territory. And again, if you have questions on that type of stuff at Eric Lindquist, at Jazz Raz DFS over on Twitter, but we're not done yet. Now we get to the real fun parts. Uh what do you say, Jordan Clyde? You remember how to build some lineups? Let's have some fun. Uh here we go. Do you want it's I checked? Is it reason. a home
1: lineup or is it not a HOMA lineup? You
2: tell me. You're picking first here.
1: <laughs> I'll take Homa. Uh right. I'm I'm more in the camp of jamming than not jamming for Max Homa back to back W's. Best long-term, short-term form of anybody in this field isn't battling demons like Justin Thomas. I'm telling you, Justin Thomas is going to end up 15 20%, and I know it. I know it in my soul. It's just going to happen. So give me Max Homa.
2: All right. Well, that makes it easier. We've got, obviously, Max Homa. We've got the favorite to win the tournament. I'm going to just kind of go, not best available, but I I really do like Doug Gim. I think he's very solid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't put a, a crazy strain on us just yet. He's about where the average was. So at $8,000, give me Doug Gims, second man in.
1: All right, Davis Thompson, second at the American Express, 22nd, Wyndham, 24th, John Deere, or sorry, Moroccan Mortgage, John Deere, T31. At 7,900, I feel like he gives us some maneuverability in our lineups, and I do find him to be a very young, talented player here. Going to be a little bit more popular than... Maybe I want to auto-click here at seventy-nine hundred. Considering there's other players in this range, specifically my guy Eckro. If he ends up lower, own God help me. But uh Davis Thompson been pretty firm on him uh, since since the jump this week.
2: So obviously, and I think you're going to see a lot of lineups look like this. You've got the the one top end player, and then you kind of pepper that mid range. That's what it's looking like. Because I'm going to add in Grayson Sig, one of my okay. favorite plays this week. He's seventy-four hundred. Make a cut, just produce. You know, we can live with a top twenty set up the rest of our, our team and now we've got two spots for seventy-eight fifty. you can go down to your boy we've got a lot of different options here
1: god i want to so badly just like force in something above eight and make it difficult on us here you're, <laughs> you're giving me like everything that i want here because upper sevens i have a lot of interest in guys mm. but so does the field and it's difficult calum taran i gave the the, the, the notch answer, and the approval yeah. for. Yeah, it's, that's probably not the droids you're looking for. Let's go. He's going to end up more popular than I want. Mark Hubbard, I, okay. I think he's just going to end up a little bit more popular. I'm not sure, but I'm happy to click on him here for this purpose just because I want to see who else you're going to go to 7,600 below.
2: Okay, definitely. Uh, it's a pretty easy build here in the sense that you've got a million guys from 74 to 72. I would personally put in Will Gordon. I think that's a interesting project for swing season. He's missed some cuts, but he can really score when he gets through. We've seen 20-plus birdies in two of his last three made cuts. That's what you're looking for. But I do want to say, uh, the one of the two V2s that you could have made at the end here that I think is pretty interesting, if you like this guy, and I know you do, you can go Batia and Summerhays as well. Oh, my uh, God. Which well... is a nice... And you leave oh. a couple hundred on the table. So that's definitely, you know, a tournament build if you want to get the summer, haze.
1: As if I couldn't have loved you any more
2: than that's I That's a nice 2v2, right? Because Batia is a nice second man. Do in. it.
1: Finish him. Let's go.
2: <laughs> now, we're going to do this each and every week, Jet. We, we had this. We went away from it. But it is time for hot takes. And what we're going to do each week to close this show, we are going to give a hot take some weeks going to be dante's peak level hotness that straight volcano other weeks just a little lukewarm i never heard anyone we're going to try to cash them uh each and every week and see what we can do so here we go the first edition of hot takes for this pga tour season do you want me to go first or second you go first because i'm actually going to put together this parlay
1: to see oh, what it dear looks God. like yours yes. is going to
2: be a lot spicier than mine, oh, mine is, it gonna be, is mine is going to be very conservative to get started i am going to say that a South African is in the top five. Wow. And that gives us Higo, EVR, Bez, Defu, maybe someone else I haven't thought of. I'm going to call for a South African. I think that all of them are really good upside plays. A lot of miscut equity, but give me a South African in the top five for my hot take this week. What are you doing? Because I know it's going to be wild. Dude, I can't believe Preston Summerhaze is only what
1: 18 to 1 on DK to top 10. Like I what in the world? Serious. Yeah, that's not good enough for me. That's not good enough. And then Justin Thomas, I think the the obvious concerns that that the public has are showing up in the odds. You're not getting a very good number here at 3 to 1 for him to be missing the cut. I would want something north of plus 400 for sure, plus 450, but not going to be getting that. Um that's a bummer cuz that would have been awesome. I'm going to just go to two guys to to go out and win. I I want to get hot. I You can't get much hotter than like Preston Somerhay's top 10, but you know, that's what 18, 20 to one. You should be finding a better number than that even, but uh, I'm going to just give you Eric Cole, 30 to one complete absolute smash. And then, uh sam Stevens, somebody that we didn't bring up throughout this entire program better than 60 to one you should find a better number than that different places as well but uh sam Stevens, somebody else that uh, didn't bring up throughout the show that's on the betting card
2: all right so there we go we'll do a quick recap here of the hot takes just to tidy it up maybe we'll put it on social a little bit have some fun with it hot takes for the fortnight i'm going a south african in the top five so one of those guys makes a Preston in summer wins. Hayes top 10. That's my hot take. All right, there we go. So we've Done. got South African in the top five and we've got Preston summer Hayes in the top 10. Also check out, you know, again, Sam Stevens, you mentioned him, but that is your official one. Preston summer in the top 10. That is a beautiful thing. And this has been a beautiful show. Again, we're just getting started here at stochastic. You guys know the drill. It's going to be an awesome swing season. If you have any questions for us, you know where to find us over on our chopper golf as well. Having some fun there and check out owner's box. Do yourself a favor, be smart, and take advantage of those promos for NFL and everything else that is going on. And while you're at it, that free week of our NFL Sims max. No reason not to. For me, great to have Eric with me. And, of course, to have Jordan Klein behind the glass. Great times as always. Good luck this week. Enjoy. Start start spreading the news. We are back in business on the PGA Streets. We will see you next week for another tournament. Go tell them we're back up. Yeah, that's right. Tell the word. We, I just watched The Wire today. We back up.